the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back. Wednesday, December 6, 2023. I am Seth Leibson. Mr. Bill, good to see you to my west. Mr. David Dahl, my producer, good to see you to my north. Terry, Miss Terry, good to see you. Hyperboreal to David and myself. Did I see Travis back there, too? Is Travis here? Uh, not in studio anymore, or at least not in the booth anymore. He offered, he offered me a piece of gum. And uh, no one has offered me a piece of gum in a long time. Is that an old thing of civility? Standing around and having a good shoe or offering someone a piece of gun? That's an old Seinfeld, right? I, I think it's an old thing of maybe boyhood and high school. <laughs> yeah. What's the hierarchy of gum? Anyway, we can think about that. I know there's a lot of serious stuff. But I was thinking about the hierarchy of gum when he offered me that stick of gum. I'm partial to Wrigley's. I, I don't think there's anything quite so good as the regular Wrigley's chewing gum. Big Red comes in second. And all gum has declined since Bubble Yum got rid of grape. That was the best thing in the world. And the drier, the better. The more desiccated, the better. You have no idea because you you, I, you, you, I, you were yeah, born I've never yesterday. Had that one. Yeah, you um, you don't remember Bubble Yum grape. That was the best gum no, in the but, world. But I, I'm kind of I, I have no horse in this race. Yeah, it means we probably have to listen to and go out with that Glenn Campbell song, the Big Red Chewing Gum song by Glenn Bubble Campbell. Gum song. <laughs> yeah, you know the one I mean. Uh-huh. I she, do. I do. Kiss a little longer. <laughs> Try a little kindness. <laughs> Try a little. Kiss a little longer. Longer with Big Red. Uh, on a serious note, uh, there was a shooting. Uh, we don't know really very many of the details at University of Nevada, Las Vegas. We know that the shooter is no longer um, a threat. Uh, we know that young David's mom teaches at UNLV, and she spoke with you, and all's fine with her. Yeah, I yeah. called her up, and yeah. she's okay. She was behind a police barricade when I called her, but she did have to evacuate, hands up, and said 300 other students. They didn't do a lockdown? They they did an evacuation? Is that right? Uh, well, uh, there at were approximately she was. 200 or 300 students in the student union Yeah, at the time. I mean, it's a public, it's a state school, yeah, so there's yeah. a lot of people there. Yeah. yeah. And what does she teach? Cross-cultural studies. Right now she's in ethics. Teaching ethics across the various cultures as taught by as practice. Somewhat, or? I mean, more so like uh, various religions, various uh-huh. uh, ethical worldviews, um, and you can imagine they get a lot of um, foreign students coming in who are pret- particularly looking to participate in the casino industry because they're right there in Las Vegas. Yeah, and so that was her area of expertise uh, in teaching at prior institutions was cross cultural studies. And she took that and uh, is doing a fine job at UNLV in the oh, field of ethics. Oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Look what she did with you. She created one of the most ethical people I know. Um, the um, There is going to be a debate tonight, a presidential candidate debate. It'll be likely the last one between now and Iowa. It's going to be on News Nation. That's the network that our friend Allie Bradley works for. Right, who is still at Lukeville? Who is still covering Lukeville and doing a great job? Yeah, I think probably the best reporting is done by her. So if you want to follow what's going, yeah, you agree. Follow her on Twix, Allie Bradley, 
That's uh, or you can hear her interview from uh, exactly a week ago. No, uh, exactly last Thursday, we spoke with her about what was going on down there when we met up with her there. She's a heck of a great reporter. It'll be moderated tonight by Megan Kelly, Elizabeth Vargas, and um, Eliana Johnson. And it'll have the four candidates who are not named Donald Trump that are still in the race. Chris Christie, Nikki Haley, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. It's been a very long time since I've opened up to the audience the question of who you are supporting for president and why. Whether it's amongst the four of them or Donald Trump. And I would be curious to know where the audience is these days because a lot has transpired since the last time I asked that question. So anyone who wants to call in 602-508-0960, I'd love to know where you are on the presidential uh, race, uh, whether it's Donald Trump, Ron DeSantis, Nikki Haley, uh, Vivek Ramaswamy, or Chris Christie, and uh, who you think the strongest to beat uh, Joe Biden is. If you didn't see Donald Trump last night on with Sean Hannity, uh, he did a town hall with him. I saw most of it. It was very, very good. Um, For all this talk, I don't know where this stuff comes from. It seems to me if you're Donald Trump, people can just make things up and it gets its own currency. Uh, That it's an odd thing about it. You can say anything about him and there's enough people that will believe it. You realize that, David and Bill? You can say anything about Donald Trump and it's just people will believe it anti-Semite. He did this. He did that. Remember when there was that story from the staffer that he got into his presidential limousine on January 6th and commandeered or tried to commandeer the steering wheel from the Secret Service agent because the Secret Service agent wouldn't drive him to the U.S. cap? People believed that. People actually believed that nonsense. <laughs> you, can, you just take a step back and think a moment about that happening and tell me you are in possession of your senses? How that person got so close to the president in the first place as to work for him is its own mystery or to be even in the same car with him. If indeed she was, I don't know. But to make that a story that gains currency you know, all of this in contrast, by the way, as I know there will be a seg- certain segment of the population that will say, well, John- Donald Trump, Donald Trump um, tells his own whoppers, too. Uh, not that not not as many <laughs> as the media thinks, by the way, and not a- not about, you know, important things. But I'd like to talk about lies I'd like to talk about how the media covers lies of our presidents for just a few moments, if I can. Um, and before I do, though, I'll, maybe I'll save it for the next segment because I did invite guests to call. And that's what we do here. We're polite to guests. When they knock on your door or ring your phone, you greet them. And someone we haven't heard from in a long time is Tina in Star Valley. Hi, Tina. Where you been? Hi, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I, I'm good. Um, and, and happy uh, week before Bill of Rights Day, Yes, by the way. Yes, that's right. <laughs> right. It, we, that's we, right. We, we will be in a Bill of Rights attitude sort, sir, shortly. We should yes. be all the time, but yeah. that, that would be the data. We should be. Yes. Well, right. we want that Bill of Rights culture. Yeah, Bill of Rights well, culture, yes. 
Yep. Um, well, I, uh, I'm certainly, I certainly voted for Mr. Trump uh, in the last election, which I still believe was stolen. And I will say that on the air, and maybe the SWAT team will show up shortly. Um, I, uh, I, I'm having doubts about Mr. Trump. Um, as, a, as a retired English teacher, I'm very familiar with Shakespearean tragic heroes. And most of their Achilles heel uh, was ego. And this is where I think Mr. Trump has a serious flaw. Um, I, I really wish that he would be a little more humble and listen to people instead of talking over them a little bit more. Um, he also uh, has doubled down on his support for the vaccines, which um, anyone who's paying attention knows um, are not all that they were touted to be. Um, and so if he is nominated, I certainly will vote for him. There's no question about that. The alternative is so dreadful that it's hard to even describe. But I, I really wish that he would act differently. Um, not completely. I, I think his plans for shutting the border and making us energy efficient, uh, energy um, independent is, is, uh, is perfect. But there are just some things that, that disturb me. All right. So who's your first choice? <laughs> my first choice, well, I'm a pragmatist. So mm -hmm. my first choice is Trump because I think he's going to get nominated. Yeah. Um, even if he is a felon, yeah. you know, yeah. which is ridiculous. Yeah. Okay. Um, so you have your I concerns. Like you chalk it I up do. to the Greekly tragic notion or Shakespearean notion of hubris. Indeed. But you will be voting for him as your first choice for the nomination. Yeah, okay. I, I, I will. Uh -huh. um, he's, he's tragically flawed, but he's much better than the alternative. Gotcha. Gotcha. Thank you for that. <laughs> I, I, by the way, I think you speak for a lot of people. I think you speak for a lot of people on that, Tina. I got to take a break. I thought you might come in with the other Big Red song, the Glenn Campbell version. Oh. But that's okay. You can go I gave up. you the bubble gum. Well, yeah. Well, it's not bubble gum. It's chewing gum. There's chewing a distinction. Gum and there, you know the distinction. So let's go out with the Big Red Glenn Campbell version, if we can. Try a little kindness. Yeah. It's the same song. Seventy-one, I think. Yeah. It's the same song. Why was oh yeah okay welcome back to the Seth Leibson show six zero two five zero eight zero nine six zero one smart listener said if Trump is so obviously going to win the Arizona primary is there a case to be made even if he's not your first choice that you should vote for him knowing he'll be the nominee to show an aura of invincibility. And I think there is. I think that's a very good argument. Uh, let's go to Rob real quick. Hi, Rob. How are you? Oh, Seth, I'm okay. I'm I, well sad to announce my uh, female 
American Bulldog Greta passed on Friday. Oh, oh I'm and, so sorry. Yeah, so I'm now so we just sorry. we have Boss, uh, Roddy Boy, and two cats. But, How many uh, dogs do you have now? One? Just Yeah, just one and uh, two cats. And two cats, um, okay. Yeah. But are Greta we, are, was great. I mean, she's a total are, sweetheart. Are we going to get another dog? Uh, not according to Mrs. Rob. Um, so we'll the have other to female, out. yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, uh, speaking of gum, um, remember... What's the hierarchy? The What's the best one? Well, I, it depends on the era. Remember back when, uh, if you saw the right stuff, you know, Chuck Yeager would always ask Ridley, you got some Beeman's? I actually you know, have a back. case of Beeman's in my drawer. Beeman's pepsin gum. I, I have a I have a case of that and blackjack. <laughs> I have blackjack, a case yes. made by the same company, um, and yep. I I have it because it's one of the three things know. that Frank Sinatra was buried with. Oh no, kidding! No kidding! Didn't know that. Also, there was clove. Yeah, they made a, they made that was in a red that was in a red package. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Oh, uh, that's my gum part. Okay. Juicy, oh well, juicy fruit. Yeah, that's uh, that's decent. Uh, no, it's not good for your it teeth. Isn't. It's, it's sugar, not. It's but, not good. It's not good. Or Bazooka Joe or any of that stuff. No. Um, over to Trump. Yeah. I I think he's obviously a very polarizing figure, and um, but what I think he should really consider seriously joining these debates now, since there's, you know, we only have what four now, and uh, that will give him an opportunity, I think, to. Uh, present its case, um, which sort of ties in with, I read your article in Town Hall, great job, by the way, uh, a couple days ago, Thanks. and I think that itself was based on uh, one of your monologues that uh, yes, was talking about Goldwater right. and principles and everything, right. and what I'd like to hear from these candidates, and Donald Trump is, although I know where he stands, is is more principles and less sort of infighting, nitnoid, nitpicking um, what is it? And I think Americans need to maybe think. Do you about, think Trump would do? Do you think Trump would do well in a debate? I I don't know. I, I don't mean, think he would. I don't yeah, think I, he would because he gives them a lot to go after. Well, he does, including what Tina said. I mean, they would they will they would yeah. they would kill him on the um, on the vaccine. Well, I suppose, but see, he he needs to uh, if he's going to be. A candidate, uh, and if he is in fact winning, I think he owes it to Americans to have him stand up with the others and, and basically, here's what I stand for, here's what I believe in, here are my principles, which I'd also like to hear from all the other candidates that are out there because we always hear things about. Well, if if I'm right, it, uh, here's yeah. another odd ca- or odd or paradoxical argument. If I'm right that he would not do well in a debate then might it also be a measure or an illustration of political sophistication to realize that and not do the debate? That's that's quite possible. And that there is no upside. Calculus. There's no upside at fifty to twelve, right? When you're fifty to fourteen. Well, <laughs> <right>? Yeah. That's, <laughs> There's that's a good no point. upside. Yeah, and and again, maybe maybe I'm speaking. No, you're being a romantic. I get it. I'm a romantic too. I, no, no, no. I I mean that as a compliment. We're romantics. We oh, okay. like we like rhetoric. We like debate. 
we like the theater yeah. of it. I, I'm with you on all that. I just, yeah. if I were his advisor, I'm not. But if I were, I would not advise him to debate. There is no at upside. Least, yeah, at least not right now, man. Then, okay, I okay, think. yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. sometime in the next maybe three months when the primaries start. And maybe well, okay, so, okay, so yeah. here's, here's, I think, where we might agree Bigly. <laughs> um, bigly. Yeah, Bigly. If, <laughs> excuse me, if, if the others of the four drop out, if three of the four drop out and it becomes a two-man race or two-person race, Trump, Nikki, Trump, DeSantis, the argument for a debate and they're polling, I don't know, 40, 60 or something like that or, you know, 30, 30 right. with undecideds, who knows, any number of things that make it a little bit closer than 50, 15. Um I, I think the argument for a debate becomes much more compelling. I do. I do think at that yeah. point it does. At this point, yeah. I don't think it's a compelling do- – I, 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 you and I will disagree. Well, the romanticism will well, have to take a back seat to the pragmatism of it. Well, well yes, probably. But, but at the same time, you know, we always kind of go in with skepticism. Yeah. Over, uh, do we really trust the polls? Yeah. Do we really? You know, are they, are they just showing by, us? By the way, can we have another conversation life? about a word you used, polarizing? Can polarizing. I try and talk you out of using that word anymore about our candidates? Well, Because I, it just feeds the narrative that they are polarizing. And I've got to tell you, I think Joe Biden yeah. is actually more polarizing. Well, I think he's more than polarizing but um i uh we we can say that for another time i okay. I'm, i use it not in the uh, electrical engineering sense but i think uh, more in the uh you either love him or you hate him yes kind of, but you know, it's, it's, but but you know what and chew on this maintaining the gum metaphor <laughs> chew on this find me a republican nominee that was not polarizing ever oh boy well, let's see. Uh, ever. Yeah. Um, I, yeah, I don't I, think it's I, new, I, is my point. No, I, I just don't think it's new, but it's taken on this kind of conventional acceptance. Oh, yeah, Donald Trump's yeah. polar. And I don't think we should partake in it. No, that's true. I, I guess you could even make an argument in, in the way that Goldwater was probably a little polarizing within the Republican Party. Yes. Uh, yes. And, yes. And the— uh, with again with the media support but do you know how many people if you go back i mean i got to take the break robin you're a sweetheart for all of this and you can call back uh whenever but i gotta play this song people forget how much they said that about george w bush and george hw bush and mitt romney a name comes to mind yeah go alf landon (laughs) stop it (laughs) Welcome back to the Seth Leapson Show. John Dombrowski is the president and founder of Grand Canyon Planning Associates. His website is grandcanyonplanning.com, and he joins us for our culture and economy update. John, how are you? Happy hump day. Boy, that was some nice music. A little Frank after Sinatra. The, yeah, yeah. After the couple of past days here with David, his choices have been a little bit uh Eclectic, I'd say. Eclectic is putting it nicely. You're very diplomatic. Now you see what I live with. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you for voicing it. It would have <laughs> saved a lot of heartache if you would have screwed up the courage to have voiced that concern two days ago when you first noticed uh, yeah. the problem. <laughs> if you would have nipped it in the bud, John Dombrowski. I think it was Dolly. Oh, it was Kenny Rogers and Dolly yesterday. That, so. that was good. Yeah. That was a yeah. palate cleanser. 
Talk okay. to me about the markets. They're down and down kind of in a pattern. Is three days a pattern you worry about? Well, I mean, it's definitely uh, we did see a pullback uh, each day this week. Uh, the NASDAQ actually bucked the trend yesterday. But okay. if we look at the Dow Jones Industrial Average, the 30 stocks that make up that index, uh, they were down for the last three days. But you know what's interesting to, to look at, Seth, over the past month? So for the month of November, yeah. the Dow Jones Industrial Average was up about 6% just for the month. Okay. So, you know, oftentimes, you know, people would be happy earning 6% for the whole year. God knows. Um, so, uh, you know, it's not uncommon when we see that type of a growth spurt in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. That we would see some, you know, pullback maybe in the markets just uh, to, to have people regroup a little bit and to try to reanalyze, maybe readjust portfolios based on some of the prior gains. And it's also the year end right now, right? Uh-huh. So there are a lot of people trimming some gains or possibly taking some losses to offset some gains that they may have had prior. Um, so this is a time of the year when we do get uh, some some movement in the markets, maybe that we think we can make sense of, but sometimes maybe we can't. But this is probably a healthy uh, pullback, just a slight pullback in the markets uh, until we start to see a little bit more of a, uh, a move higher again. Okay, good. You're you're still ultimately uh, bullish on this. Yeah, I mean, we had some payroll news that came out today that uh, was, uh, again, more favorable, and the markets did react positively to it, but uh, didn't hold on to the gains throughout the day. Uh, but again, the news probably leads more in the camp of we're not going to have a recession than we okay. would have a recession. So, uh, all it, it seems to be good news. Whenever I get bulls and bears right, and it sounds mm-hmm. like I did there, um, I feel kind of like I made it through, like I got something about football right. Um, <laughs> yeah, right. Are you concerned? This interest. Are you concerned about these new banking regulations? It looks like Jamie Dimon and others are. Are, are raising the, the flag on where I guess banks are going to be required if this right if these regulations go through uh, right banks are going to be required to hold or raise more capital to hold against yep. future risks is this is this something twenty five percent more yep. Seth twenty five percent it's a yeah. big number it is a big number you know uh, you know I believe the bigger banks you know the big three the Bank of American uh, Bank of America Gold, uh, Goldman Sachs yeah, maybe J P Morgan JP, Chase right. yeah. some of these big ones. That's not really going to be much of an issue for no. them. Maybe some of the smaller banks, it could be. Yeah. Uh, there certainly is. I think Jamie Dimon, his quote was, there would be some winners and losers in this. Yeah. But the concern they have also is, is that it would adversely affect mm-hmm. uh, borrowers uh, because the cost of borrowing would go up. Yeah. Uh, you know, if the cost of for the bank, mortgages uh, and small business loans. Yeah. Right? For credit cards and just about anything having to do with uh, lending. And uh, the other concern they had was, is there are these what are known as shadow banks out there. So they're not really banks. They're maybe uh, some type of financial firms that may do some, you know, lending. Uh, Are these places that, like, offer credit cards from places you hadn't heard of kind of things sometimes? No, not necessarily. It's more in line with, uh, you know, I've heard of Blackstone. Uh Uh-huh. Yes. You know, know, companies like that. They're not banks. They're financial institutions that um, maybe do some some lending, some private lending. And they're really not part of this. They're not regulated by the banks. So the concern is is that uh, the belief could be that some of these— Apollo is yeah, in that yeah, category okay, as well. So okay. companies that you know would would be kind of doing the same thing that banks do, but not having the regulatory uh, challenges that the banks have to deal with. Okay, so that's that's the concern. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, ultimately, right. I think the concern to follow is whether this hurts or helps small business and growth. consumers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Cons- and yes, it looks like yes. it would hurt. 
So that puts me on the side with big banking right now, frankly. Yeah, for, okay. for at least yeah. for this, yeah, right? For yeah, for this issue. Yeah. Okay, mm-hmm. I want to make sure yeah. I had my head pointed in the right direction. Yep. As you always put it. Thank you, John Dombrowski. You bet again. It's year end. So if uh, folks want to schedule a complimentary assessment with me, they can go to our website, GrantCanyonPlanning.com. Securities and advisory services are through Creative One Securities LLC, a member of Finran Sipic and an investment advisor, Grand Canyon Planning Associates LLC, and Creative One Securities LLC are not affiliated. Now, I promise I won't talk this fast if I meet with you face to face. I do these minute long reads sometimes for our yeah. national town hall commentaries. Sometimes they're just a little over 200 words, and they have to speed me up a little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could do them naturally. You should stand in for me, John. All All right. right. (laughs) Bye. Is that Sammy? Who is that? Indeed. It was? Sammy D. That must be early Sammy, huh? Yeah, uh, early. I picked up on... Mid-60s, I picked up on on an infant... on an inference yesterday. An inference. About you. You were unfamiliar with the movie Gentleman's Agreement. Yes, I was. Yeah, go check it out. 1947. Greg, I looked it up last night. Gregory I Peck. can't find it free anywhere. All right. I'll take care of that for you. Yeah, take care. I'll find it somewhere. I'll yeah. find it for you. All I'll right. Let's go to caller. 602-508-0960. Ray is in Mesa. Hi, Ray. Good afternoon, Seth. Enjoying the show and thank the music. You. Thank you. Thank you yeah. much. The music because of me. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, I just wanted to comment on your, your earlier topic of uh, the uh, persistence of the big lie trying to disparage the, uh, you know, political viability of President Trump. Yeah. Uh, the, the way they build this, you know, has been very consistent since 2015. They, they plant the story in either a book uh, – you know, shopping a book around from a, a, an official or planting it in the media, and then they go back and they quote that as a source. Yeah, they yeah, really yeah. Knew, <laughs> right. They knew, they knew that they bought the lie. Yeah, yeah. They, it's uh, a self self replicating thing. You know, right? Uh, the other the other way is they'll find a um, they'll find a friend who is the assistant deputy secretary of something no one's ever heard of, and call them an unnamed source. Right. Yeah. Right. And, yeah. 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 And you know, yeah. I, I, to the specifics of the case that you talked about, you know, the lie of President Trump attempting to grab the steering yes. wheel of the Beast limousine. Unbelievable. Uh, that 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 came from a deputy staffer to Mark Meadows, yeah. Cassidy Hutchins. That's right. Who was shot? Who who was shopping a book? Yep. With the, with the storyline yep. that another staffer named Tony, told her that he had talked to a security aide named Bobby, <laughs> who had heard from a Secret Service source that the wheel was attempted to be grabbed. Right. But the the story is still on the search engines on the NBC website yeah. with a tiny, small print disclaimer at the top saying, well, one of the sources of the named parties to the conversation and the Secret Service are prepared to testify that the driver says it never happened. Yeah. And so, 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 so it's something that never happens. But they shop it through the aide to the deputy, to the friend right. of the friend, and it's and it's at least a fourth hand story. Yeah. So the so the the accountability for the lie is buried in the the White House game of telephone. Of course, that's a good way to put it. White House game of telephone. But it is amazing. I, I keep coming to that phrase of Escoff's Fitzgerald's in The Great Gatsby. I was amazed at the elaborateness of the lie. Who could possibly even believe that that was even physically, I mean, that that could transpire? 
Well, it's just how gullible do you have proof, to be? It, well, it's just proof that these lies are scripted. A, eh? it's a psychological operation. Yeah. And it's been it's been going on for nearly a decade now from the Democrat National Committee. Yeah. And they they buy these lies with book advances and and access to journalists, so-called journalists that plant stories for them. And then they go back and they 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 whitewash the lie. They money launder the lie by planning it in a book or a journalist story that they've purchased. Yeah. The psychological operation purchases the lie. That's 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 exactly right. And 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 I guess they can do it because there's no reason not to. I mean, there's no accountability. In other words, no one can, no nothing will happen. Worst case scenario no. is. Someone spent, uh, I don't know, how much does it cost to make a book these days? 100000 bucks, which is a drop in the bucket yeah. to a big donor. 100000 bucks to print a book that may or may not sell, sell may or may not, yeah. and it doesn't matter. That's, that's cheaper than media. It's exactly yeah. right. It's exactly right. It's cheaper than one yeah. television buy in one market. You bet. But but it's, but it's not an accident. It's not, it's not inaccuracies. It's not sloppiness. It's an orchestrated psychological operation that's being bought and paid for, probably with the collusion of intelligence sources in our own government. The taxpayer, the taxpayers, are paying for the, uh, the the supporting research that makes this possible. Right. That the, the, these psychological operations come from a long history of them being uh, targeted. Outside the country, That's and now right. they've been turned. Yes. They've been turned in. God, internally. what a great point, Ray! What a great point for all this discussion. Gosh, what a good point for all this discussion about uh, the bots or, or or Russia interference with uh, with uh, with social media news feeds or any other foreign country's interference with uh, with a distortion of the media message. Right? What about it? What about our own here? What about our yeah. very own here? That's a great they're, they're point. The Amel- they're the American political and intelligence. And why is class. it worse, by the way? Why is it worse if there's foreign interference over and against domestic interference? I would make the argument perhaps domestic interference is worse because it's betrayal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because, because they, they know it's false. Right. And they're doing it for personal and political gain. And they're violating the charge of office, which is not to engage in domestic politics, which was the whole point of something we used to call or know of as the Hatch Act. Right. Yeah. It's it's the rhetorical equivalent of Russian heavy metal poisonings that they that they attack and kill their American political opponents with the with these poisonous. Oh, yeah psychological operation yeah, yeah, yeah. and the and the med- the media and the gullible people that are cashing in on the book deals go right along with it and support the planning of the little, little lies that add up to the big lies such a great point gosh what a great point what a great series of points thank you ray were you in publishing or media or any of this intelligence no i'm just i i'm just devious at heart and i'm always thinking about how i can get even and so you know what I'm saying? But, <laughs> well if you're devious <laughs> at heart i was going to make the case you're probably not but if you are i was going to make the case that you understand how deviancy works and that's how you see this yeah yeah maybe i i i worked in law enforcement on the, the streets of phoenix for uh three decades oh did and, you well you god know, bless you god bless you yeah you know, te- teenage teenage gang members uh 
are a little cruder. Yeah. But uh, but but these political class people have the same kind of malintent yeah. as as people running the streets trying to trying to make gain for themselves. And they're just a more sophisticated version of a street gang. They're a street gang with hired guns in our intelligence and law enforcement agencies. And 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 doing even greater 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 evil um, and committing really greater crimes. Well, Ray, a thank you for your service, and B thank you for your call. Well, I appreciate talking to you, Seth. It's always Thanks. a pleasure listening to your show. God bless you. What a nice thing to say. I have a hard time your de- to believing you're devious at heart. We'll be right back. Drudge. <laughs> Stop it. There's a lot of distractions around here. George Will writes, although not all worry warts are progressives, all progressives are worry warts. They believe that there are ever more things urgently in need of their supervision, things to ban or mandate or regulate to help society shimmy up the pole of progress. Senator Elizabeth Warren is a progressive incarnate. The former Harvard law professor should possess, if there were such, a Ph.D. in advanced worrying. She represents the cutting edge of modern fretting, forever anxious, lest something somewhere escape the government improving attention. So she has X'd, tweeted for those who are not au courant. That's wrong. You can't do that. It's not X'd. It's Twixed. She has Twixed her joy that the Federal Trade Commission recently has been preoccupied with the menace of big tech is now turning its disapproving squint at Big Sandwich. Rourke Capital, a private equity firm, owns or otherwise supports various fast food chains like Arby's and Sonic's and Jimmy John's that serve sandwiches. Now Rourke reportedly plans to purchase the subway chain for $9.6 billion. The FTC evidently shares Warren's worry that this might create what she calls a sandwich shop monopoly. The Oxford English Dictionary defines monopoly as the exclusive possession or control of the trade in a commodity, product, or service. But for the FTC Warren posse, there are difficulties. Can there be a monopoly in the provision of something that millions of parents make to put in their school-aged children's backpacks, something a nine-year-old can produce? Subway is basically a brand. Its sandwich stores are small businesses owned by people who buy one or sometimes several franchises and benefit from the national advertising. Sandwiches, Oxford Dictionary, an item of food consisting of two pieces of bread with a filling between them seem to have been around long before the 18th century when the fourth Earl of Sandwich, loath to leave a gambling table, was said to have snacked on meat that was sandwiched between pieces of... I love the word sandwich. It's a great word. It's one of the best. Doesn't it conjure something wonderful? Sandwich. Um, sandwich. It, a good sandwich. <laughs> I'd like a good... Did you eat lunch? No. That's why we're talking about sandwiches. Did you ever see the movie Dusk Trip with Catherine Hepburn um, and Spencer Tracy where he eats a sandwich, very good sandwich. I had a girlfriend once who made a great sandwich. She could make the best sandwich. I miss that sandwich. Girlfriend. (laughs) All right, we'll be right back. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.